Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are here for yet another MaxiPod edition of the usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast podcast from your friends at GCT. I'm Paul. I do nothing here. Uh, we have Brian, as usual. Hello. And Christina. Hi. Yeah, so very chipper today. She's working on a house buy, so Woo. she's excited and anxious and nervous and Did you guys all that. know that buying a house is stressful? Yeah. I know kinda. this is going to come as shocking news to yeah, it's not literally like buying a car. all humans. <laughs> Try buying both within like a couple months time. Uh, like, that's true. Idiot. You did get a car recently. What a stupid idiot. <laughs> That just means that you need a job more than anybody else in America. Amen to that. Because you need a paycheck. Well, I had no choice about the car, sadly. Every time I ever bought a car, I'm working for a boss I had for 10 years, he'd say, I've got you roped in for at least another couple of years now. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. You stuck with me. Exactly. So, Brian had no thoughts on that. Nothing original, at least. He's just saving all his energy for dad joke. Yep. So anyway, uh, what no, we're I'm gonna uh, so oh, you know okay. he does have thoughts. <laughs> I'm not about that. So uh, spoiler alert: it looks like we have our 50th season lineup. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. Good plug. Good Dude. plug. Keep going. Um, we're not gonna give that out right now, but it's are we gonna soon. do? Are we gonna do like an exciting announcement? Yeah, of course. We're gonna with walk cool the street theme. with a sandwich board. Let's make right up front. a carnival. <laughs> carnival where each show who's in the dunking booth is like a different carnival feat like ride or game <laughs> and you have to guess the show i can think of a couple of them that through. are tunnel of love <laughs> uh a ferris wheel in there yeah definitely a house of mirrors um <laughs> uh, yeah there'd be some zany rides in there can we have it's carnival a terrible games? idea it's the stupidest idea <laughs> oh, i think it sounds uh, it's interesting it's a lot better than I could come up with. So I can tell you that right now. So anyway, uh, yeah, Brian's correct. We Hopefully we'll have that out to you soon. And we think it's an awesome, amazing, fabulous, stupendous season. Man, um, oh man. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something in there for everybody and then some. Mm-hmm. Alive or dead. Hmm. So... We, we love it. We're ready for it. And it will be GCT's 50th season of production. So, yes, we're, we're really looking forward to it. So, please, uh, when we do release it, get excited with us and then come out and see all these great shows. And call the box office and ask, how can I get in to see shows X, Y, and Z? And how can I see more of them? How could I actually buy a block of tickets or something like that to see all of them? Yeah. Do things like that. So we like that. And sign your kids up for stuff if you have kids. Yeah. That's Christina's kind of bailiwick over there. So, I mean, she, you know, she's better with the kids than we are. That's why she's in that job. I'm serviceable. Usually. Usually. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we could say other things that she is and is not, but we'll hold back on that now. So let's just say that, you know, at the fire station next door, they established what she's not and what she is. And it's a funny moment for us. But I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Dot, dot, dot. There's those ellipses again. Ellipses, I guess. Anyway, I've rambled long enough. It's time for the our beginning segment where we usually, when it's not October, we dissect a classic 
Broadway style show, musical or play, but we're doing horror movies this month. Woo-hoo. So, <clears throat> spooktacular. And we last time we reviewed a movie from Netflix that was so memorable that you know these guys they talked about. I didn't watch the whole thing. They did. It's got a great water park scene in it called Little Evil. <laughs> Had some stars in it, but it's poo poo. Yeah, it it was very much part of the poo poo platter. I found a worse movie last night. I started watching on Netflix. Hubie Halloween, starring Adam Sandler, was just released oh, on Netflix. Why? Uh, you had me turning it off at Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All I do is hear that. Steve Buscemi's in it. Man, Steve. What? Yeah. He I think they just love working paid. together. Yeah, Steve. He's taken some parts lately that I'm sort of like. Mm. I mean, dude. It's like you were the classic barber in the Memphis filmed Mystery Train. Oh, Kevin James is in it as well. Well, that's no shock. Yeah. So. Yikes. Pass. Goodbye. Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't Adam Sandler and Kevin James do like two movies called Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two? Or probably. That were it seems reasonable. I didn't see either. I don't one, need any of that. I've never seen an Adam Sandler movie and walked away going, "Wow, that that was well put together." Heyday, Adam Sandler is lovely. I don't agree. But, uh, but I don't want any late career Adam Sandler person. I'm a little uh, jaded. It's like he was somewhat channeling his uh, Waterboy, char- Waterboy character, which I love Waterboy. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, um, no, but without a Cajun accent and without Mama. So, you know. I mean, Mama. even or the Colonel Wedding Sanders. Singer. Even the Wedding Singer should have been right up my alley, and I didn't like that movie mm-hmm. either. Hey, speaking of which, you know, there's a play version of that. That's cute. I saw that, that is uh, true. Memphis yeah. years ago yeah. when they did it. So, but yeah, even that movie I didn't really care for. I, I'm a little, I'm a jaded too as well because he came to do a comedy show at the field house at U of M back in when I was in college. And it was the worst comedy show I've seen in person or on TV. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. So <clears throat> I just savaged by everyone walking out. That's so sad. I felt so violated um, for paying like $20. It was like we couldn't even get it for free as students hmm. for a homecoming event. Anyway, so last week we did Little Evil, which was a lot of painful. And this week we've moved more into the classic genre, part of the genre. And this week it's The Lost Boys. I can't Which, wait to talk about this. I mean, Brian saw it for the first time earlier this week. He had some very distinct thoughts about it. Christina and I, I, mean, I don't know how many times you've watched it. I've only seen it one other time. Oh. A I, long time ago. And It came out, it was released in July of 1987. Mm-hmm. I, it was so culture, pop culture then. I watched that movie at least 25 times. Yeah, I watched it when I was really young. And I realized as we were watching it like i um i didn't really have a good memory of this movie it's not what i thought it was at all yeah so it was fun we had a really good time colt had never seen it so <laughs> we had a blast i last did night watch it with it. my 17 and 10 year old boys i think it was during the summer and they both asked me near the end is this is this a comedy <laughs> like at the time it was not it it is to no, me, it's I don't very farcical so. now. Yeah, maybe a little. But yeah. it, I don't think they intended it to be a comedy. That's so funny. No, they did not. <clears throat> I mean, so, so especially naming the dog Thorn, you know, it's like that's a soap opera character name. Yeah. 
Her name's the dog, Thorn. I don't care if you are the head vampire. I don't know. Yeah, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. You know. The head vampire. I mean, what could be more 80s than the head vampire runs a video rental store? <laughs> that is true. You know, it's I mean, so good. That is so 80s. because, <laughs> And it's it. not a blockbuster. I mean, people... People that are that I've talked to are younger. Usually, they assume Blockbuster was the only video rental oh, store. No. Oh no, video exchange. No, um, there Hollywood. were tons Hollywood of video, video rental yeah, stores. Yeah, mom and, and pop video stores. There were tons of those. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and man, it's they were all over the map. Uh, so Blockbuster just sent, sort of cornered the market, and then they died like the rest. The of Amazon exactly. of their day. Yes. <laughs> so it to see that you know it, there was. Uh, he runs a video rental store and that somehow has him in so much money he's swimming in cash that he has a beachside home in California which probably cost about a million per square foot God, can you imagine oh, what that yeah. house costs now oh I know I, mean, I, I think I told him oh. I, a buddy of mine's ex-girlfriend in Burbank sold her mom's two bedroom one bath house for $700,000 I cannot so I was like, okay. So she took the money and I think moved to Omaha or something like that. So probably bought some palatial mansion for half that. Yeah, can you? Oh, man. So you can buy a nice house in Germantown for that amount of money. Yeah, that's very true. At least like a three bedroom, two two bath, half a million dollar home. You could buy a two bedroom, one bath in East Bunton for that, too. For $7,000? Golly. Yeah. So. They're tripping. Um. So, yeah, this movie was released July 31st, 1987, just in time, right in the heart of summer, um, when people went to movies as just a general course of Friday and Saturday nights. That's before I was born. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I know back then I was a lot of times, you know, I would go with friends to see the 7 o'clock and then we'd just buy a ticket or sneak in and go see the 10 o'clock or something else or watch the same movie over again. So, I never that? stayed and watched the same movie twice in a row. Oh, I, I did mm. that a few times. Yeah. So, so storyline. You want to know what I did when I was a kid what, with uh, the movies? Is, you remember is Apple Tree? Gross? Do we need to the do- No, no, the Dollar Tree. Are you store. hung out at Apple Tree? Apple Tree, yeah. Played Street Fighter before the movie and uh. Uh, paid my buck. So my friends and I snuck in to see. Uh, my three again. I'm I'm white. In case you didn't know, but it was me and my two what? white friends you snuck in to see. Don't, don't be white. a menace to South Central while sipping your juice in the hood at least four times. Oh my gosh! Don't be a menace. Oh man! Don't be a menace. Well, Those are good movies. Yeah, I, I didn't see that one. I think I saw Boomerang at the Apple Tree at least twice. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, the Apple Tree Cinema is down by Winchester and Ridgeway. And it's it's like the Bartlett Cinema is now, and that it runs second run movies. It's not there anymore. No, Apple Tree's not. Yeah, no. But I'm saying it was. It's like Bartlett is now. Oh, okay. Okay. I think Bartlett, maybe Wolf Chase, but Bartlett I know is they show second run movies. Yeah, Bartlett Ten is like the the two dollar theater or whatever. Yeah. Apple Tree then you could get in for a dollar dollar fifty. Nice. And they would show second run, and the place was always packed on the weekends for that reason. Um, so you could buy a dollar fifty movie ticket and then pay five bucks for a Coke. Um, so, yeah, I went and saw a lot of movies there. Um, so, but 
This would be that kind of movie that you go see at a place like that. Uh, the storyline is teenage brothers Michael, who's played by Jason, a young Jason Patrick, and Sam, played by Corey Haim, move with their mother, played by Diane Weist, who's been in a bunch of movies since then, uh, to a small town in Northern California. And it doesn't say what, but I'm going to say it was Santa Carla, which is fictional. While the younger Sam meets a pair of kindred spirits in geeky comic book nerds, Edward, who's played by Corey Feldman, and Alan, played by somebody named Jameson Newlander, uh, the angst-ridden Michael soon falls for Star, played by Jamie Gertz, who turns out to be enthralled to David, played by Kiefer Sutherland, leader of a local gang of vampires. Sam and his new friends must save Michael and Star from the undead. They don't even mention the little boy that's with Star all the time. Where he came from, I don't know, but unanswerable questions. Uh, tagline, being wild is in their blood. How perfect is that? Oh my god, I love this movie so much. Yes. It's like a dad joke. It's so good. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it gets a 76%, and the audience score is 85%. So it's beloved. Pardon the pun, suck it, Brian. Um, the Metacritic score was 63 out of 100, so not as kind, but better than some of the other, better than a Little Evil. One critic who... Come on, we're not comparing. We can compare. <laughs> critic who gave it 100 from a site called the AV Club. Quote, Corey Haim plus Corey Feldman plus Joel Schumacher doesn't seem like a foolproof formula. Nipples for a on a bat suit. But when the three oft-maligned figures united for 1987's horror comedy, The Lost Boys, the result was briskly entertaining. That doesn't sound like 100 out of 100 to me. It sounds like a 65 or something. I don't know. Briskly entertaining? It's a weird description, but whatever. Meaning that we're glad it was quick, I guess. I'll say this. This movie had, especially for when it was shot, some really like visually stunning stuff in it. Like Some of the shots in this movie are gorgeous yeah the aerial shots yeah the aerial shots are really cool all the stuff when they're like on the bikes like headed towards the beach looks so cool yep and it like too we were we were watching and i was like this movie was extremely influential to like 90s vampire stuff like there's so much vampire lore that is specifically plucked from this movie even all what we do in the shadows yes I agree. Don't you dare compare those two. There are oh, direct killer. references in What We Do in the Shadows to this movie. Don't care. And the presidential debate style I has mean, started. No. Here. They <laughs> just are. What like, We Do all... is so much better than Lost Boys. Yeah, but it's liter- like they literally parody it's that It's because movie. they're making fun of it because it's so bad. Uh, okay. I'm just watching. But yeah, this, it was. This is the it's best cool. Like you when can I'm tell, you can tell like Buffy pulled from this a lot. Like a lot of the vampire style stuff is very Buffy esque, and then I mean, even some of the visual effects. Yeah. Interview with a Vampire. Bo- yeah. Uh, borrowed from that with the aerial shots. Yeah, it's and cool. Stuff like that. I mean, the rising action shots when vampires would fly and interview. Yeah. It looked just like some of the shots, like where Michael's hanging outside the window. Yeah. And, Stuff like that. So I'm not going to credit cool. Joel Schumacher with a lot in this life. Rest in peace. He yeah. just died, what, last year? Yeah. Oh, he died a year I didn't ago. Know that. Yeah. yeah. So you stomping all over his grave. Yeah, way to go. He's still putting nipple nipples on a bat suit. 
Yeah, no. he did. It was a weird choice. It, it might have been cold in there for all you knew. So yeah. well, I'll never understand it. But so he- a critic who gave it a 10 out of, which is basically a 1 out of 10, from Variety Magazine, quote, The Lost Boys is a horrifically dreadful vampire teen exploitation entry that daringly advances the theory that all those missing children pictured on garbage bags and milk cartons, I never saw one on a garbage bag, yeah. uh, are actually the victims of blood-sucking bikers, unquote. Mm. Uh, what are they trying to say? I don't, okay. Uh, that was the whole comment. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, let's move on to the category. So, I'll start with you, Christina. What was the best scene of The Lost Boys? Ooh, it's hard to say. So, like... I, I think my favorite running character is all, everything that Corey Feldman does in this movie is so fantastic and so funny. Brothers. He's so weird. Like his choices in this are absolutely absurd and I am obsessed. I could watch that forever. Like, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. The scene is just mwah. Because there's sequels starring Corey Feldman. Yeah, yes, well. there are. Which so I you can watch about. it forever. I'm Until we did half-ass research for this. I don't really I, want that. I don't need I'm that. I'm not going to go. And they're but on You said HBO you could watch it for forever, and you have a chance now. I don't, I don't want to watch these sequels. I, I've, I've seen the blurbs about the sequels. I don't need that, probably. But well, he, I mean, here's man, a great question, delightful. HBO management. Why would you have those on your app, but not The Lost Boys? I know money is money, mm-hmm. and The Lost Boys is a bigger oh, yeah. piece of property, but... Come on. Yeah, we can find anywhere either. We rented it. Why don't you just splurge and put the Lost Boys instead of the Lost Boys' thirst for more cash? Nah. Uh, Corey Feldman needs work. Wouldn't it? You know, um, those kind of yeah. taglines. Lost Boys, the tribe or something like that. Yeah. 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 The tribe called Quest for a job. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I mean, stuff like that. So Brian, did you have a best scene? No. I, no. I just don't know how you could. I don't I mean, get it. To me, I'll say the best scene to, that I always loved then and still now is when they're hanging off the bridge. Oh my god, it's so good! And the train comes up, and he's yelling him, "Just let go, Michael." Yeah, I should also say too, we're we're rewatching Arrested Development right now. Oh, love it! Oh, so like show. every time, every time I forgot how much he says Michael. In this movie, and every time I, I can't Michael. not hear it in Will Arnett's voice being like, Michael. Yes, that's true. Family love Michael. Yeah, because Corey Haim's really the only one that calls him Mike. Yeah, movie. it's so good. So anyway, there's a, there's a lot of like shouting Michael in my life right now. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> so uh, next category, the worst actor in the movie. Brian, we'll start with you. Um, since they were... You know, looped are tied together their entire careers. The two Corys tie for the worst actor. They're both terrible. Why this being so their weird. first collaboration, why people looked at those two together in, the, in a movie and said, we need to put them in all of the movies, I don't understand because they were both awful. Do you like any 80s movies? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like the Rocky movies. Rocky's good. I will oh, say that boy. <laughs> there's some movie, and I've never known the name of it, that has the Corys in it and some I'll call her a girl. She was a girl then. And I've never known the name of it. It was on it had a long run on HBO and Cinemax. You're talking about and, the one with Nicole Eggert from yes. Charles in Charge? Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean that is essentially a soft porn movie. 
because she's naked through half the movie and is having sex with both of them at various times. And it that movie was so bad. And the only reason anybody would watch it would be if you're a guy and you wanted to see her. Uh, that's just being frank. So blown it was totally away le- is the name of the movie. Blown away. Blown away. Yes. <laughs> I was blown away by how bad it was, but <laughs> that doesn't mean I always turned it off. So, but what you, it was what totally you, a movie doing? for. <laughs> if you was, didn't like it, I was watching. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> okay. no, stop. It's like reading the articles. Don't, so, don't do this. I, I'm not going any further. I was going to say something else, don't, but don't. I'll stop. So, worst acting. Worst actor to you. I don't dislike anyone in this movie. Really? Yeah. I have some quibbles with some acting. I mean, Uh, even the... I'm obsessed with even the weird and bad choices in this movie. It's a time capsule. I... There's nothing you can... You can do to, like, pull me out of, like, the fully hilarious 80s trash that it is. It just... I just like it. The worst acting to me in the movie... And it's it's a bit part, but it's the biker guy and girl who get snatched up out of the car early in the movie. Oh, yeah. They steal the comic book yeah. from the Frog Brothers. and Yeah, they're really heinous. Yeah, and they get snatched up. And the girl, the guy gets pulled out first. And the, the girl, when they fly, the camera flies up, the look on her face is so crazed. And I'm like, okay, she looks like she just drank about 19 Red Bulls, threw on some cut-off shorts, and said, okay, guys, I'm ready for the scene. Let's do it. Let's do it before I come down off this high. Maybe she was. Maybe she was. So I'm betting, you know, when I rewatched it, and since we've been doing that feature, I the first thing that probably, and it's probably very wrong, but it popped in my head, is I bet there was a sexist casting call for that part. Oh, probably. You know, can't be ugly. Yeah. Must be blonde or dirty blonde. <laughs> Look good in denim. Yeah. You know, it's all this kind of stuff. Age <laughs> twenty to twenty-one. Exactly. Something stupid like that. Yeah. yeah. And likes to pretend to read comics. Yeah, they were they were rough. Yeah, that was my worst acting. So, Christina, best thing about the movie? Mm, I like that it's like the Goonies because when I think about this movie, I was remembering it as like this really gothy film. And that, like, it was, like, about Kiefer Sutherland and the boys being gothy. And it's, like, not... First of all, it's not his movie at all. Yeah. It's about the kids being the Goonies and fighting vampires, which I just didn't... I don't think I appreciated when I watched it when I was younger. I was like, wow, that's delightful. It's a good one. Brian? The best... What was the question? Best scene? Best Best thing about the movie. Best thing? What was over? I was so ready for that thing to be over. How? He's what an just old man! Savaging this movie. It's, it's not a good movie. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, I don't we care know what your you guys eternal say. hate for Joel Schumacher, but it's not a good movie. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Do you, you want the main problem <laughs> with the movie? Because it, I don't think well, you're going to get to that's this. That's a good segue. Worst thing about the movie. Next category. So you, I, I hate there wasn't a worst scene of the movie because the worst you, scene of the movie you was did. your you favorite did. scene of the movie. The stupid railroad scene is stupid. Oh, how the stupid railroad scene oh, is stupid. How dare you? Oh, come on, swing down here with us. It's just, just dumb. Dad just doesn't dumb. And get it. Just, y'all. And then he just shows up in bed. How did he get home? Huh? So he was one of the roofied or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. My quibble with any <laughs> supernatural 
movie is when they don't expressly set out the power set. So there is no defined what what can vampires do in this universe? What can they not do? Like the dude, like apparently because he invited him in, he lost all his uh, vulnerabilities that he should have had. Well, he uh, tells you that at the end. But that's dumb. No one else did that. I mean, you, there needs to they be were, rules. They weren't the like full vampire. The he the leader was a full vampire. Yeah. yeah. He was absolutely full vampire. I mean, so but he, he tells you at the end, you never invite a vampire into your home. Mm. It renders you that powerless. Very convenient. And that very is that's a rule on, on what we do in the shadows. Yeah, that's a pretty standard vampire lore. Not that if you invite invite a vampire in your house and any other vampire thing, you can still kill him with a stake. Or if garlic and holy water is a thing, that oh, still I, affects okay, them. I see what you mean. It's oh, like okay. it doesn't mean that he's not invulnerable or it doesn't mean that he if he eats garlic it shouldn't still burn him yeah mm-hmm. I, okay i agree with that so oh, it's i don't think this movie is is set out to be like accurate in the canon of vampirism yeah, well, of vampirism you, you need to set rules when you do supernatural things you need to set rules for and the monsters yeah. and they need to be uniform across or else it just descends into chaos like this movie did throughout I don't disagree with that. I do. I think that the boundaries were fairly clear, but some of them are a little weird. There are a couple like vampire rules, and like the half vampires thing is very interesting. That's exactly. That's, not one, uh, that's the worst thing about the. That's movie not to one me. that we normally see, and then like kind of like uh, the rules around like drinking drinking the blood of a full vampire makes you a half vampire. I guess. Is interesting. That's not a common <laughs> vampire lore. I would say that that's my least favorite, like supernatural element of the I mean, movie. I've seen other vampire movies and vampire literature where, you know, it, in this one, it's that's the problem. I, that's the worst thing about the movie. To yeah. Me, the biggest quibble I have is that you have to kill for the first time to be a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Disagree that is that. not the case with most vampire lore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Anne Rice books. Uh, you know, like I honestly, the one that I was thinking about the most was, and not a lot of people I think today have seen that movie, is The Hunger, with David Bowie and yeah, uh, Susan Young, Susan Sarandon, post Rocky Horror, but she's not up to you know, she's just short of Bull Durham and all that. Mm-hmm. And in The Hunger, for those of you who haven't seen it, basically, she still has to share the blood with the. I guess the queen vampire is what she technically mm-hmm. is. Um, there's unanswerable questions in that one too. It's a that. much different tone to that movie, but it's still not about she has to kill somebody. She does have to kill someone to satiate her hunger once she becomes one. And she doesn't really know she's one yet, which I guess is somewhat like the lost boys, but yeah. the lost boys is, I honestly always, as I looked back on it as an adult, I always thought this movie's not so much about vampirism as it is just a teen movie. Oh, for sure. And it's about teen discovery. Yeah. But it, of course, fumbles through it, and people, of course, are going to think of it as a vampire movie. I mean, I, I know at the time. How could you not consider it a vampire movie? No, I'm saying I do, but it's secondary. I don't think that's the primary. It's a it's a teen adventure movie. What it comes across as. But it's, you know, yeah, the worst thing to me is, like, the half-vampire yeah, stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. No, it's a little no, no, confusing, no. maybe unnecessary. Yeah, and I mean... The, the rules are a little weird. So would the movie have been better if, like, there just weren't vampires, it was just a gang of people? Well, they still need 
an opposing force. That's just. Well, I mean, they would be like a, a gang, like just a bunch of bad guys. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. I mean, I it feels just, like they I, forced the vampire tropes to make it try to make it more interesting. You know, like putting oh, nipples yeah. on a bat suit. But uh, you know. Back to that. I my my running <laughs> that theory was a is cash grab. This, is, this isn't about this isn't about this movie, is it? It's about the nipples. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's about the nipples. Cares about it's okay. Nipples. It's okay to be upset about the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, I, I will say to I agree with your comments. I will also add on, and this is certainly not to defend the Lost Boys, and certainly not Joel Schumacher, but I don't think that there's any way we can look at the Lost Boys and say that's the only time anybody has used vampires in a movie or or a literary context to try to go out and grab people. Yeah. I mean, there have been so many damn movies and books in the last 20 years that have done... I mean, I mean, Twilight, it's uh, not the least successful vampire uh, adventure in my brain. I mean, there are some way worse vampire portrayals oh, totally. in this world. And I will say, I honestly thought, it, it's not that it was super high in my uh, brain as right up there on the pyramid of great vampire movies. Yeah. I thought of it, though, a little bit more highly when I thought there weren't sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I know there's cash grab sequels out there, it's kind of a bummer, even though huh? they were 30 years later, it's like, yeah. come on. Someone like rediscovered their love of that movie and then... Like, yeah, Money. and Corey Feldman was available because yeah. he needs a check. He does. Again, so, we're not going to begrudge yeah. him that. I mean, not, I, I keep getting them checks, brother. Yeah. Not only um, we only want good nipples on a bat suit, but let's not forget that the following line was in the same movie. Let's kick some ice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're not they, sending me to the cooler. Thank goodness we're not reviewing Batman and Robin. I think oh, I know that dude, I would. But should we? <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe. That might be a. A super maxi pod. Everybody chill. Do you remember Poison Ivy in that movie saying to to Batman that my garden needs tending very sexily? Yes. <laughs> You're looking up all these quotes. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's yeah. There's so many bad lines in that movie. It's a it's a rough ride. Yeah. Tonight's forecast: a freeze is coming. Uh, it turned into Cookie Monster at the end, but it still, did. yeah, you did. <laughs> nice general accent there. Well, that's what I do. General Transylvanian accents. That's my nice, thing. Nice, nice. So, what was the most, Christina, what was the most memorable thing about the Lost Boys? Okay. Brian's going to say the credits. Do you know? No, no, I have a, a better answer. I have a fun credit fact, too. Don't let me forget. Okay, you know what I found the most perplexing and just like weird, unnecessary detail that my brain won't let go of? Their feet. I can't stop thinking. Oh. I can't stop okay. thinking about Kiefer Sutherland's vampire foot dangling because yeah. we we were watching it and we were both like, "Oh, that's what their feet look like in this universe." Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of like choice. hobbits. But... I can't stop thinking about what it looks like. Don't know why. Well, I'm so glad you put Don't that know. visual in my mind. <laughs> yeah, now you can think about it too. Yeah, You're I appreciate welcome. that. Kind of like mausoleum end credit music. Brian, what's the most memorable thing to you about the movie? Um, the fact that the Run DMC Aerosmith collaboration is in the middle of it. Of, oh yeah, uh, Walk This Way. I was that like, seems dope. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, nice. Uh, the other thing is, is Santa Clara really the murder capital of the world when, like, uh, Detroit and Memphis exist? I don't know. It's just, that seems wrong. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, like there's, yeah. Um, just from listening to an insane amount of true crime podcasts. Maybe it's perfect. There are just infinite amounts of murder capitals of the world. It's kind of like somebody saying, oh, I live in Memphis or Cleveland or New York or Minneapolis, and we have the worst drivers in America in yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah, Everybody it's, thinks that. There's more statistical, like, statistics backing murder capital, obviously, but, like, depending on, like, any given story, any time of day, like, there are a lot of murder capitals. I think that's a pretty... Yeah, I, I agree. ...common parlance. So, Brian, what would you rate it out of ten? Two. Okay. No, no, no. Four. A four? Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. I rated the uh, last one four out of ten. I would I say this is a this is a four point five. Okay. Four and a half. I was expecting worse. The two was right in line with what I thought you were gonna say. What would you rate? Yeah, it? I'll give her like an eight five. Wow. Yeah. Generous. Look, I I just really like it. I would have gone seven it's, seven and a half. It's campy, and I'm a sucker for eighties camp. I think if they leaned into it more, which I understand at that time why they yeah. didn't. If they leaned into it more, I might go eight. Maybe. Seven and a half to me. Yeah, it could go a little further. For I sure. mean, I like I, I said to it. you guys off air the other day, I honestly had a, well, I didn't say this exact story. I had a, I have a cousin of mine who's about two, three years older. And I remember she lived in Jackson, Tennessee at the time. And the second time I saw that movie in the theater, I went with her because I would always spend a couple weeks every summer in Jackson. And we went to see it at some rinky-dink theater. And it was the first time she saw it. When that saxophone player came out shirtless, she, I thought she was going to stand up out of her seat and start screaming. I mean, she grabbed my arm and was like, oh, my God. And I just, of course, was I was 13. And I was like, what? She said, look at him like. Uh, why? You know, you know what was great? Too? What a fabulous musician he is! <laughs> Colt pointed out that if you squint really good because of his facial structure, that he's got very like a triple H nose and facial features. <laughs> so I was getting real tickled at that. Looking back now, I was actually thinking he would have fit right in with the guitar player in Fury Road. Mm. You yes. put him next to the guitar, the crazy guitar player in Mad Max Fury Road, and he's thrusting and gyrating with his saxophone and the guitar player is like lighting shit on it's fire so perplexing and wonderful <laughs> he's covered in dust but he's still up there yeah. so, and the fact that he's pointing at people yeah. like what are you doing it's it's the murder capital of the world i wouldn't point at anybody ever <laughs> so get back here with that comic oh book i'm not pointing at you okay so we, we've heard Brian's disdain for this movie and Christina's eternal love. Did you guys see that they had to credit uh, Molly Ringwald's photo at the very end oh, with the music credits? I have heard oh, that. that. Yeah, so as we were watching the credits, there's like a distinct, like, still from Breakfast Club, Molly Ringwald, like, as one of the credits. And I uh, thought that was so fascinating. So she's probably drawn Like, some literally kind of credited in that movie. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe wow. the studio is. I don't know. Somebody's getting money from that, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Weird. That is weird. I'd heard something about that, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that was a longer review than I thought it would be, but we get down a rabbit hole with these 
I'll call it good ones. We have feelings. Right, Brian? Uh, the, the conversation was good, yes. Yes. Feelings were had. <laughs> so, yes. Next time, we're going to move on to, oh, I can't wait for this one. Mm. Chopping Mall. Yes. Yes. Talk about an 80s thriller. And yeah, just to speak to her comment earlier, not to get too far in the chopping mall discussion today, but I liked that movie a lot. <laughs> I can't wait. So you liked an '80s movie? I love '80s Other movie, but don't just. Le- I guess, I guess, kind of what you were saying. Lean into it that this is yeah. '80s, oh. where this movie tried to. It felt like it took itself way too seriously, and then like didn't make a rule set at all. Chopping mall yeah. definitely leans into it. Uh huh. I mean, though they I they lay down in it. Though, That's well, we're not gonna did. we're not gonna talk about this, but I I have a lot of chopping mall trivia now too. Ooh, so. oh, I love it. So I, I watched the Joe Bob Briggs Shutter special, <laughs> which was awesome. I highly recommend it. He has a whole bunch of those on Shutter, like where he yep, they're awesome. He is a hysterical human, and his rants, getting in and out of the that movie, were just delightful. But so I have a lot. I love of that guy. So, yeah, uh, now we'll move on to today's feature. And uh, I had another feature, but I'm going to save it for the next time because we need more time for this other one. But So we talked last time about what qualities we think makes a great director. And we were limiting it pretty much to community theater because we've all done theater in the community and they've directed shows. So what I was going to ask now is, along sort of along the same vein, what makes a great, and you guys have directed, so you, you have both perspectives, actor and director, what makes a great stage manager? Sounds like some definitive thoughts. So what qualities make a great stage manager? Okay, like objectively? Okay. However you want to say it. So... It goes in. It goes hand in hand with um, what I like in a director. In that, like, if you have a good stage manager and director working together to not waste your time, and being like efficient with scheduling, boy oh boy, do I love it when those stars align. Because like, if you have a if you have a stage manager that can like really really help work that schedule, like you will not have any time wasted during that show. That is the most important to me as a human ever. That's a good one. Brian, what about you? What's your first one? Organization, organization, organization. They've got to be super, super organized. I mean, that's the main qualification for that job, for sure. So what else do you guys think makes a great stage manager or even a very good one? So I can say from experience that the thing that can sometimes put me off from a stage manager is like uh have you ever had one that kind of treats you like you're like you're a baby like treats their casts kind of like their babies kind of like talks down to their cast like they're so communication is so important in a stage manager and like finding the line between being like really stern with your cast because it's your show after opening like you know the stage manager's in charge right so like you have to find like this beautiful balance of like being really stern with your cast and like clear with what you expect from them and laying down good boundaries without like talking to them like you're scolding children 
And uh, boy, oh boy, nothing makes me more mad than when I have a stage manager that talks to their adult cast like they are children. And lights everybody up all the time. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. I can't. I, As an actor only, I, I, if given the choice of somebody said, would you rather have the really condescending stage manager who treats you like a child, or would you rather have the one who is, like, pretty much not there mentally at all? Not paying attention. That's a. I don't know what I would choose. It's hard because those are both. It's awful. hard because you do have to have a stage manager that can rein people in. Sure. But there's like a fine balance that that is like a rare find in your stage manager to where it's someone who makes the cast want to meet you there. Right. Like it's good leadership is exactly what it is. It's just, I agree. just you know like good leaders are often hard to find and like that's a really it's important for stage managers. When I know I've been at least in one show that I can think of where the director wasn't bad, but they weren't, they, I would not put them in my top two or three, but the stage manager was amazing. That can make and all the difference. Basically in my mind and the minds of a couple of, of uh, co-actors that I was in it with, uh, saved the show. Oh yeah. Because they, that's their, their biggest job is like, aside from getting everything on time being organized and on top of all the communication like also you have to rein a director in yeah yes which sometimes <laughs> that's a big challenge yeah too. depending on the director like they might be great at their job but they're not always as organized as mm -hmm. your stage managers and if you have someone that's not reining them in my time's gonna get wasted i can feel it like yep that's the, yeah i that's when i direct if i can't direct without maria i'm i just would prefer not to direct i will every time i can work with maria i will absolutely work with her she's in my mind the best stage manager i've ever worked with and i've worked with a lot of great ones but she's my number one and two cool um so thank you for your guys thoughts on that uh we'll come back at some point to what makes a horrible stage manager because um, there's plenty of that too let's move on to today's wild and crazy theater story of the day and I say theater stories sometimes these are loosely theater stories but that's okay it's close enough so this one is called very green to this neighborhood the author says I work at a live theater in a small town where most of our patrons are elderly and kind one day a young male customer comes through the front doors I say, good afternoon, can I help you with something? Customer, yes, I just moved here and I don't know anyone. I have to ask you a question. I say, great, I'd be happy to help you. He says, I was walking by the theater and thought this might be the place to get help. I say, well, we'd be glad to help if we can. What's your question? He says, I'm looking for marijuana. Dot, dot, dot is literally the response type. And the customer says, weed, green. I say, yes, I understand. Customer says, great, do you sell it here? I say, no, sir, this is a real business. I can sell you tickets to a show, but we do not sell drugs. Customer, annoyed, says, well, you're no help. You people are useless. I guess I'll just go ask some random person on the street since your, quote, business, unquote, can't help me. He angrily stormed out. My colleague and I looked at each other dumbfounded. Now let's not let's not like 
besmirch the man just trying to find his marijuana. However, <laughs> it could have been medicinal, but interesting, interesting choice in an establishment to ask. Where? I now, where this why took place. on earth? It said in Ohio. That's all it said. Would anyone Ohio's just assume that theater people smoke weed? Why? <laughs> Now, I just I, I will honestly say I've never had uh, marijuana in my life because it's not legal. Uh, if it were to yeah, become legal either. in the state of Tennessee, then I might consider trying it just to see. But uh, we here at Germantown Community Theater do not uh, we do not approve of anyone breaking the law. So, no, we do not. Uh, I will say that I pray the to law. the God of illegal drugs. Don't break the law. That someone walks in here and asks that that story gets reenacted right here. Man. Because I want to see the look on Brian's face when that question. Oh no! I, mean, I would give him some names. I know people that frequent those establishments. I mean, that's why I say yeah. I just want to yeah. see how you respond. That's why I'm really fascinated. If this happened in Ohio, Ohio, it's not it's not a legalized no. state. No. I mean, it'd be one thing if they were in like Portland or California. It's legal in Michigan too. Or, well, I was gonna uh, say yeah, if they're in Detroit Cleveland, now, they can yeah. just drive up. To, to Michigan again. I mean, like, you know, there's like or weed Colorado, boutiques everywhere yeah, there yeah. because, you know, we live I, in a backwards. But even if it were mobile. legal here, I mean, you still, why would you go to a theater? It's not like. I, that, it's really fast. Yeah, you still have to buy I'm it not, from like a dispensary. I'd like to or buy a, don't you? Yeah, I don't know why, why that's who you would think would know. It's like, I'd like to get a floral arrangement. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> go across the street. Good job with like, that. Like, maybe someone uh, would know. I don't. Yeah. That's a weird one. It's. I figured you guys would like that one. So I don't ever appreciate anyone's tone when they're when they're like, "You can't have drugs." It's weed. Calm down. Yeah. But but also weird. I just, my favorite part of the story is when I'm looking to buy marijuana and there's a dumbfounded pause and he says, "Weed, green." She says, "Yes, yeah, I understand. Yep, I got it. I know what it is." You want to keep rolling through the names for marijuana? So. Um, fascinating. So now moving on. Uh, uh, while we're at a break. Uh, okay. So you know we're, we're doing War of the Worlds, the radio play. Yes. Uh, at the end of this month. And uh, since since we've been on this podcast, we've got some big names for Memphis that are going to be in this this production, guys. Awesome. Would you like to hear and some of them? who are they? So, well, pray tell. Uh, Richard Ransom is going to be participating. Nice. Valerie Calhoun. Nice. Uh, Amy Sparopoulos. Wow. wow. Oh, Joe cool. Birch. Local Whoa. luminaries. Former Sheriff Mark Luttrell will be performing. I mean, because of our connections. For, yeah, this I mean, awesome. love it. Holy crap! He's got a good radio voice. I used to hear him on uh, when the Drake and Zeke show was on. Yeah, yeah. he used to be on there a lot. Yeah, he's got one of those deep baritone, yeah, kind of voices. That's good for that. So hey, uh, you know, that's going to cost you ten bucks to see all these people perform. What a deal! It's pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's. Makes me a little nervous to make sure our tech elements are, are in line, but uh, we'll get it figured out. No comment. That's going to be fun. And then you could get weed before you listen? No. <laughs> delete that. Get yeah. it out. Yeah. Get it out of there. Yeah. We'll, That's we'll not legal that. here. That's, That's a bunch of crap. Bleep, bleep, bleep it. Literally just put like, gotta get bleep <laughs> yeah. here to... Yeah. 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 We do not sell... Or yeah, this theater in particular does not. Yeah, we do not sell no, or distribute it no. here. <laughs> no, we do not support the purchase, sale, or smoking of any marijuana here at GCT. Uh, we we we're right next to the fire station, and the police like to uh, frequent our parking lot to make sure that our our facility is secured. 
So I would not recommend doing anything illegal. I think if we were facility. selling and smoking weed here, they'd know within about five minutes. No, yes, they would. We would be in Germantown jail, which I'm sure is actually probably pretty nice. Probably yeah. so. Nicer than 201 Poplar. I don't even know. Yeah, it's got to be better yeah. than 201. Yes. Well, not that I've been to any jail. Knock on wood, I haven't. But scary. So moving on, thank you for that plug. That's a good plug. Yeah. Uh, and since we're on on with you. It's time for Brian's wild and zany dad jokes of the day. Yes. Cue music. the music. Drop that funky beat. That's right. Christina's breathing. She's in her happy place. Deep We're ready. breaths. Yes. Why doesn't Puff Daddy no. brush his hair? Stop. Is this your memorized one? Yes. I don't know. Brian. Because Sean Combs. <laughs> do you have another of one, Brian? I have another one. <laughs> of course you do. Woo. Time for joke B of the day. How many tickles does it take to tickle an octopus? Stop this. Ten tickles. <laughs> yes. Christina, what do you rate these jokes today? Those were very bad. Like bad as in they're good dad jokes or they they're just bad they dad jokes? They caused me harm. <laughs> Hopefully she's not cutting herself or we can't I see. I am, actually. <laughs> she's no one will ever know because it's a podcast. Thinking of her just life. let them think. <laughs> thinking of her choices that led her to this moment. <laughs> yeah, let everyone And she knows she only has herself to blame. That's yeah. the best part. Oh, God. So moving on from that, what do you call it? Uh, Dad jokes. It's time for pain. Christina's sexist casting call corner. You want some more pain? Oh, yes. Okay. Cue other music. <clears throat> Ding. Okay. And if you say marijuana, we're bleeping it. Oh, oh crap. No, I oh, wait, hold on. It. I don't think. Nope, not this one. Okay, cool. Um, so this is another one from Sexist Casting Calls Twitter today. Yay. Another film one. Yeah, there's some, some good ones on there. I highly recommend um, following them. This one is for a character called Lorraine, a.k.a. Tracy. You'll see why that's important in a moment. Okay, cool. Okay. 25 to 27 years old. Another big wide range. Good range there. Yeah. Yeah. Caucasian female. Lead. Minimum height, 5'7", to a maximum of 5'10". Brunette with thick, full hair and length. A dancer with a good body shape and great legs. Works as a stripper, for now. Oh. Love interest to Jimmy. He takes care of her. Jimmy? Jimmy? Dude. Jimmy, God. Jimmy the cop? How could you? Jimmy. Jimmy perked up at that comment. He yeah. takes care of her. She loves him a lot, despite the age difference. Oh, no. How and, old is he? And, I just don't okay. know. <laughs> and he has moved in. Good for them. She embraces a surprise pregnancy and very much oh, wants no. to be a mommy and good wife someday. She does not have many other skills. Oh, lives in a fantasy dancing. world and does not miss an episode of the Kardashians. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pole she dancing sounds, and lap dancing only to establish occupation. A sweet, broken soul, vulnerability desired. Oh my gosh. There's a lot to that one. That that is a lot to break down. That's that one a makes me a uh, dry heave a I, little I bit. I want to say that's the worst one you've 
given this so far. That's, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty disgusting uh, male fantasy of a fictional. I want to know what the age range for Jimmy is. Forty-one to forty-three. I don't know, and I'm gonna brown hair. Look, we're gonna go ahead blackish and blackish almost. Uh, assume that it's substantial. Likes to wear V-necks. Can we, uh, Jimmy, can we have that? Jimmy's been cast by Edward almost. You know, <laughs> and James almost you know. fresh off Battlestar yeah. Galactica. My favorite part is that like they they spend a lot of time uh, building her to be like a subservient woman, and then also uh, I th- I feel like maybe they're implying something about her her intelligence level by like purposefully explaining she watches the Kardashians, which like who cares? Like watch the Kardashians yeah. if that makes you happy. I mean, what she, she also walk like I'm watch sorry, below deck. I but mean, does that matter? Since sincerely like jump off a cliff if you judge someone for their T V habits. No one has good T V habits. Get out of here. I do. Um We yeah. even like the Lost Boys. Also like who cares this if she works does. as a stripper? For now, maybe she likes stripping. Maybe she's good at it. Like, let people live. I just thought you were going to say she graduates to hooking. It's like, okay. oh my god. I, well, no, she's got to graduate to being a mommy and a good wife someday. To old ass. The fact Jimmy. that he says wants to be a mommy, uh, a mommy, makes yeah. my mouth sweat. Who <laughs> and change poopy diapers? I, Can that be in there too? I did that this morning. Um, <laughs> Well, you're a daddy. Yeah, that's true. I am. Who wants to be a daddy and a good husband someday? Yeah, baby daddy. I'm failing on both those accounts. Um, a baby mommy. <laughs> I don't. I, I guess the thing that still boggles my mind is the 25 to 27 age range. Like, yeah. it's quite a range, right? If you're in your 20s, can you really tell? I mean, eh. I, I, I've never looked at a girl and said, oh, she's exactly 26. Well, I don't think yeah. she... No, I no, don't, nope, she's 29. I don't think this 28-year-old can play 27, yeah. you guys. She doesn't have the experience. Yeah. Or the, even like a 20-year-old. 20, 20 the, the fun truth is the part where like I'm sure that a lot of these roles are like 25 to 27, and they're like, hmm, 20, this 21-year-old looks just old enough. Because that's how it works. Like yeah. You're, either, yeah. you're either like 21 or you're old. Or you pass for 39. It's a very cool yes. life. Anyway, uh, don't take roles like this. Um, hopefully this person <laughs> has rethought their life. So, yeah, so Hope if their were, project did not get greenlit. If you had your phone out doing a video clip so you could send it in, don't. Don't be Lorraine, a.k.a. Tracy. There are better roles out there for you. Yeah. We need more female uh, screenwriters and playwriters writing non-bullshit. So. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy... Jimmy the cock, he's sitting over here six feet from me. He's distanced. Calm down over there, Jimmy. How could this you? This part's not for you, Jimmy, buddy. how could you? Yeah. I mean, you're not old enough for that part. You could pass for old because you're ceramic. <laughs> Jimmy, is, uh, Jimmy would not be a good daddy either. He seems like nah. he would be very distant. He drinks a lot. Yeah, he does. So... Okay. No, that, that was... I'll say that was a good one. You like that one? Yeah, uh, it's not good. It makes me it embarrassed to be one. a male. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's totally. That's all I ever wanted. I was trying wanted. to think how to phrase what I would say there. Yeah. Like, yeah, my, to my two sons, don't ever write something like that. Don't even think something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you read these casting calls and you're like, how did these things get greenlit? What is what is going on? I mean, yeah. they're well, terrible. Someone is paying yeah. for it and going, yes, great idea. You know, Makes I mean, you think about who's got the mall. money in this yeah. world, huh? It's yeah. almost yeah. like there's like a wage gap you, or something. Yeah. Are you making some sort of uh, <laughs> inference there? I don't know. Or should we infer something from that? Uh, you know. That would be an Something to think about. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, 
that's a good point. So now we'll move on to closing rants, sponsored by Jimmy the Alcoholic Cock. Um, or Jimmy is an alcoholic and he's a cock. Um, so, Christina, do you have a rant for us today? Anything about debates or voting or anything like that? I did not watch the debate. That's right. We can't be political. No and politics, I watched clips later. No politics. Well, we can say if we thought the, the debate was good or yeah, not. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I don't have anything to weigh in on that. That people, if, I feel like if anyone's listened to this podcast by now, they probably know where I stand upon these issues. I mean, I'll, I'll just say it's not political. I watched the debate. It was much more civil than the first one. Yeah. Well, I that's mean, not saying anything. So. I, I think it, the only thing I'll say about the debate is that it speaks volumes that the main takeaway was the fly. So yeah, you know, yeah, well, there you there have you it. Go. The if fly was the, the fly, star I mean, of the uh, the debate, not I the two debaters. The, I didn't start watching the debate. I taped it on YouTube TV and started watching about an hour and a few minutes after it had started, and I started seeing people say the fly, and I was like, what are they talking about? So of course I spent the whole rest of the time watching for the fly. And it's like, yeah, that's going to be what the debates remembered as, is the fly debate. It sure is. What a moment in history. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no matter who you support, I mean, that's, it's unfortunate that everything will be overshadowed by a fly. I, I just hope maybe that the networks will see that animals draw viewers in to debates, and the rest of the debates will be, like, they'll release, like, 15 chickens you know let's just embrace this thing let's go full tilt let's make them all a circus here we go just do it at a zoo or something like that i would i mean i would watch that yeah Yeah. maybe that makes me horrid i'm thinking that or have you know have the moderator be like jigsaw or something (laughs) be a moderator of a debate see that's another movie honestly that i thought that we should have brian watch a saw oh have you ever watched saw brian would hate it no I've not watched Saw. Brian hates everything. But the everything first Saw is not gory, per se. <laughs> Saw is more... I always considered Saw more of a suspense movie. I That movie blew my and mind the first time tilt. I saw it. Mm-hmm. But it's... it's. I mean, again, not an Oscar movie, but it's better <laughs> but it than... It was so good. It's better than most of the movies we're reviewing. Look, I know that it's like a train wreck now, and that like there are a million of them, each worse than the former but like that that first movie was so oh, delightful it's, and it's got stars in it yeah i mean it's yeah i'll tell you what the movies i love are the purge series i love those mm. i like the first one a lot yeah. i haven't liked any of them since i feel like some of the other ones are very beloved to people but i've only seen the first one yeah i think a lot of people like the y'all first need to purge, uh, yeah. the one that came out y'all need to do some recently. research because that's where we're headed buddy hey oh oh well was that a political comment? Yeah, we're not doing that here. No, it's not a political Should we talk comment. about marijuana next? Come on, Dad. Um, we can't talk about so politics you, or weed. Do you have a rant, Brian? <laughs> I hate it when people want to talk about politics and weed. <laughs> do you want- <laughs> it's like, just like everyone's real, Dad. Yeah. Come on. Both things that Brian's never practiced before. Politics and weed. Nope. So <laughs> what, would you have a rant for us or... Are you um, all good? You know, I had one earlier today, but I forgot what it was. Um, I'm sure it was complaining about something like traffic lights or something very dadish. Mm. Yeah, I complain uh, about traffic a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't guess I'm. I've been in, I, at least People, personally, I've been in a real good, uh, real good mood the last couple it's, days. It's jovial up here. Yeah, yeah right it now. is. And uh, we're hoping because we're taping this on a Thursday. 
I say taping. That's an old guy term. We're recording What's tape? this. You're putting on. Yeah, we're putting this on eight track for everybody to listen to, uh, and we'll distribute it by carrier pigeon. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. We're recording another one tomorrow that will be our chopping mall experience. We're hoping to have a friend of the podcast in here with us. I hope so. If if one or both of them show up, I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Because Christine Hashtag is what? To... Hashtag basic? Hashtag basic. We'll tell you more tomorrow, but yeah. Oh, Christine oh, oh. is going to join us also in our... I don't have kids. ...beverage. And... Oh, guys, so. it looks uh, officially, uh, just so you know, that the Uh-oh. board of directors has now a, has enough yes votes that our <gasps> season 50 <gasps> has been approved. So. Yes. Exciting. Yes. So yes. we'll release yes. that yes. at a yes. date to be yes. determined, but very soon. Dude. So be on the lookout because it seriously is dope. Buckle up, buttercups, because it slaps. Dope is marijuana. I just, I don't want to hear you say something. Things are dope just from here on out. I wanted well, you, to drop it now to see you how long say it would it. take you to react. Brian, now you say it slaps. Season 50 is going to slap. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. die. Yes. I look at that season and I am I, I am so on the edging. So. No. <laughs> I have ruined I everyone in this I hope you bleep that. So like, uh, yeah, we're getting deeper down the hole here. So this is a great everyone. time to end. Cue music. <laughs> what about like what I'm about Oscar Pistorius' the true it. crime? <laughs> I'm the one adding the music, so it's not like I'm talking to somebody in the booth. Yeah, so, anyway, yeah. Due to cue music. Okay, I'll do that. So uh, we appreciate you listening and to this super maxi pod. Uh, Heavy flow. Yeah, there you go. My car <laughs> Owens and didn't know it. So uh, we, we will record again and we'll put this one up this week and then you'll hear the next one. Like I said, we're recording tomorrow, but it's going to go up next week. So, because I will be out of town fighting off people in general uh, in the wild and zany state of Florida. But I will, we will talk to you guys. You need quarantine to come back. Yeah. I probably will. I'll wear a hazmat suit at least. So, uh, thanks for listening and give us some likes and pass it along to your friends that uh, not only do we have a great season coming, and not only do we have a great War of the Worlds cast an event coming later this month but this podcast rocks because we three think it does so sure thanks for joining us and it we'll slaps yes it slaps <laughs> this podcast is dope it does more than edge yeah so <laughs> it goes all the way so <laughs> and on that note uh, thanks for joining us goodbye <laughs>